I miss a green, for example, I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie, I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Welcome back to another edition of the Friday Golf Podcast. I am Andy Johnson. Uh, today, with the Ryder Cup just a couple of weeks away, I decided to do something kind of fun and different uh, with Shane Bacon, who's obviously a regular guest here, uh, uh, host of the Get a Grip Podcast, host of the Ping Podcast, some sometime contributor to the Friday, uh, sometime contributor to part-time contributor to Friday Golf's uh, newsletter. A man of many talents, many hats, uh, to come on and draft out the 24 Ryder Cup players as if they had no team. We were just doing a draft, like a pickup basketball, you know, I take this guy, you take this guy type um, draft. So I thought it was really illuminating. It it kind of uh, reframes the argument for or against different players. It, it I guess it removes a lot of that, but I found one of the things interesting was where JT fell on both of ours and and... For me, he fell a lot higher than the last pick, which would kind of say maybe he should be on the team. So, anyways, uh, that was really fun. This was a uh, it was a different podcast, and uh, excited for you guys to hear it. Before we get to Shane, let's take a quick second to talk about one of our partners, our new partner, Red Rooster. These guys make awesome gloves uh it is direct to consumer glove brand it, it is a new upstart um their founders brad and carrie have worked tirelessly on improving the glove experience so redroostergolf.com is the the url they won numerous awards with my golf spy um and really it is a is a high quality product they have players gloves they have more durable gloves they have the rain rooster which is a really great rain glove um so they have all of your glove needs and as well as that they have a membership so like if you go through a lot of gloves you can just get shipped gloves and you never are scrambling before around you know going to a pro shop looking for gloves so you can find out all that stuff on uh, redroostergolf.com you can just you can shop the gloves, the different gloves they have, um, and you get 15% off with the promo code FRIEDEGG15. That's FRIEDEGG15 to get 15% off at redroostergolf.com. Thanks to Red Rooster, and uh, I've started using their gloves. I really, really like it. And uh, let's now get to Shane Bacon. Bacon, I, uh, I have to say... I think that this is happening because I was in, you know, last week when I came up with this idea for the pod, I was doing a fantasy football draft. So are are you a fantasy football person? Yep. Yep. Uh, needed about uh, 11 points from a, a certain Jets quarterback yesterday to win <laughs> my first games. That was fun. Um, that was an exciting first day. Hey, can I throw something at you off the top here since we're talking about football? Yeah, sure. Uh, I was of texting course. with your, uh, with your shotgun start co-host, um, don't know if people listen to that podcast or not. It's a great podcast. You should listen to it. Congrats on five years, by the way. Oh, um, thank you. But I was uh, 
I was texting today. I was thinking about the Aaron Rodgers thing, and I feel like the easy comp is Gordon Hayward. <clears throat> Gordon Hayward, right? I mean, first like game of the season gets injured, but that's. I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Aaron right? Rodgers. Right. No. I think the best comp I could come up with is the one that hurt, that hits your heart the hardest is the Derrick Rose in the playoffs thing. Oh, is yeah. like, I mean, the Bulls are not the Jets for goodness sakes. You guys have had plenty of success over the years, but. Going into the playoffs, you and I have talked about this, I think, online and offline uh, plenty of times, but you you and the Bulls fan base were convinced you guys were going to make the finals and potentially win. The Rose injury happens, and obviously things go kaput. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I, I, don't, th- I don't know if that applies. I think this is... The, the thing about the Rose thing that was so disheartening as a Bulls fan was it was like our guy. It was the Chicago guy, okay. right? You know, it was the Aaron Rodgers isn't the Jets guy, right? I mean, and went to the U.S. Open a couple times. Wore a tennis <laughs> channel hat. You know, like maybe he's into it. How good was the U.S. Open? Oh my God, I went. I went. My, uh, Cindy and I went uh, and watched uh, Alcaraz. Unbelievable to watch those guys in person. I it is like quickly. You know, it's funny as like a kid, you have these sports dreams of things you want to see. And as I've gotten into like very much a middle-aged adult, the two events that are just ascending the list, getting to the top of the list are the are Wimbledon and the US Open of tennis that I really want to go see. And um yeah, I, I, I have to say being on the West Coast for the for the US Open is like the greatest thing in the world. Those late matches, I, I like bemoan. Everybody says West Coast is great for sports. It's not if you have a kid. Like, cause like you have bedtime and dinner time, like right when all the sports are on. Um, but like with, with that U S open, you get the, in, in those quarterfinals rounds, you get those late matches that just hit right at the right time. I, I was, I brought this up on the shotgun start, but I feel like one of the things that tennis does so well is that it has the, you know, and there are a lot of ills about tennis right now. It is not a sport in a great place. Um, people tune in for I'm one of them tune in for four events of the year. Um, but one of the things I love is the anticipation for matches and like, you know, when they like that, you were at the Alcaraz uh, Zverev match, right? Right. Right. Like they were, they were showing uh, the next round, the Alcaraz Medvedev, like what Alcaraz was doing to Medvedev the previous couple matches and you're like, get to see how they adjust and stuff. And golf, we just, it's so rare we see showdowns in golf. And it's even more rare that we ever see a repeat of a showdown. Well, I mean, that, I mean, I listened to the pod you guys were talking about this on, and I was nodding my head as you were discussing this. And I mean, I've been preaching the, the match play thing for years. I mean, not just with the tour championship, but just if you want to get all the best players together and make these things, whatever, I don't know what's the new term. It's not elevated anymore. What are they calling it now? Signature. Signature. There you go. Just not designated, not elevated. elevated. Signature. signature. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, you have these signature events, but unless it's match play, you're you're never going to guarantee yourself, you know, these great matchups. And the fact that there's not like a a four part match play series throughout the year where you get like twenty guys that qualify for it, and maybe there's two floating spots that you could play your way into, but maybe eighteen spots are guaranteed, considering how you played last year. Like that would be such an easy way to guarantee a little bit of rivalry. Think about Phil Tiger. Like, we never got it. 
never, ever, ever got a true Phil Tiger showdown in no, a major championship, got, which is why we got well, Ernie, Ernie Ernie Tiger showdowns. I knew you're well. Did we though? Did we really get Ernie Tiger showdowns? Felt like we got yeah. Tiger and Ernie was there. Well, he was there. He was. He wasn't. A, he wasn't uninvolved. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, it'd have been nice if we'd have had Phil Tiger a little bit. We get Phil Henrik, and we got Tiger Bob May. Like, if you had match play and you had it a really, really small number of players, you would guarantee at least some of these finals would involve five floating names that you'd care to see play each other, right? And even in the matchups early into it, you'd get to see Rory play Jordan Spieth. Think about, too, like these great match play moments. We've had great match play moments. Think about Sergio Kucher. They never played again. They never played each other again. Think about Sir, uh, uh, Keegan Bradley and Miguel Angel Jimenez. We right. never saw him That's play it. again. It's too many. The problem with the match play is there's too many people involved. And I get why they have 64. I mean, I get it's early in the week interest that you have that many people, but just cut it to about a, a tenth of that, you know? And then let's have top 10, top eight, top 16, and go about your business. But having a match play series throughout the year where every, you know, there's a, there's a winter tournament and there's a fall tournament and there's a spring tournament and there's a summer tournament and you win $10 million if you're the highest rated person throughout that. Cause obviously money runs everything, but <laughs> well, like there's, you- but there seems to be plenty of money floating around and there might be <laughs> an, an, a giant influx of money in the sport. If, <laughs> if a certain uh, public investment fund gets involved, I know it just, yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, match play is, is it needs to be, more of a king of golf and it's just not even in the conversation right now which is a bummer yeah and i talked about two like controversial matches but then you have these great matches you had uh you had sergio and phil at the Ryder cup the same day as as rory and reed and rory and reed obviously got huge headlines right and it was an amazing start to the match but that sergio phil match was out of this world and we just don't have a chance to ever see like how great would it have been after the Sergio Phil match if it was like in the spring? It's like, oh yeah, these guys are playing a match in this match play circuit. Like there should just be, yeah, as you said, some semblance of and it's the roots of the game. It's the history of the game. The game started as a match play sport. And it's just now at this point, with the match play going away, completely abandoned at the professional level. It's so silly. I get that there's some limitations. I get their struggles. But if you made these as you su- suggested, like events like you could have four to eight matches going on all the every day it doesn't you know just because you're playing out a champion doesn't mean you can't play out third place you can't play out fifth place you can't play out and pay out the spots like these guys play money matches for 20 grand you know they play these matches regularly there's it's no different if you're playing an eighth place match for the difference of 50 grand there's there's stuff on the line and they're competitive. They don't want to lose. And I think that's something that I have in here about guys. W- w- this could parlay it. Wow. So what a the, segue. Unbelievable. You know what? It Andy, wasn't a segue. It's not parlay. Hold on. Hold on one second. Just I remember the early days of you <laughs> podcasting and you didn't have that skill. And I mean, <laughs> watching you grow and just become this pro is just it's just it's made me so happy inside. I'm not a pro. I'm still very, very rough around the edges. But anyways, much like my writing, I still don't know where to put commas. I just guess. Just, yeah. Commas are so lame. 
Get out of here, commas. So we're doing a pod. We're doing a draft. And and I thought this, I you know, I found this to be like a particularly like in the JT discourse, um, an illuminating thing. So I asked you and I were going to draft teams. You've got the first pick. I've got the second pick. This is the tie back to the fantasy football. We're going to draft out the teams. There's no c- country allegiances. There's no continent allegiance, or, you know, U.S. or Europe. There's no allegiances there. It's just you're going to pick your team from the 24 players that are playing in this year's Ryder Cup. I'm going to pick my team. And the way I went about this pro- process is I just kind of ranked players one through 24. Yep, I didn't same. do really like a deep analytics drive. I, I have reasons that I have players in certain spots, but one of the things is like you start to get to players and you're like, oh, they might hate to lose more than they want to win. And hating to lose is an incredible, incredible match play trait. I mean, it's it's what's made some of these guys who they are in terms of match play. I mean, you think about like the Colin Montgomery's of the world and the Impulter, obviously, and Sergio. Um, I don't know if you if you went through this and obviously we'll hear in a bit really have a European side of mine on the top end. I, I just feel like I've got a lot of the European players. I just, when I think of match play, for whatever reason, my brain tends to go that way before it goes to the American side of things. And I think that's because when you and I were in our formidable years was when the American Ryder Cup teams were just dreadful and the teams were dreadful and the European guys were such studs. But I I leaned Euro heavy to start. I, I have to say, then it was alarming in the middle and at the bottom for the Europeans. Yes, yes, it's a tough spot. At the, the, I will say, I, I don't know if you did this, but I went, I when I did my list, I did like the top 10, and then I did the bottom 10 before I did the middle. My bottom is, uh, is Euro heavy as well. It's very Euro heavy. It's like extraordinary. It's it's kind of crazy. It's 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 very and I think that's gonna be kind of how this like I don't think the bottom matters as much, especially and I, I think the European team and we'll get into more of a preview in the coming weeks, like a full preview, but one of the things I think with the European team is I think they're way com- more committed to the analytics. And the analytics would probably say if you have weak players, just don't play them until singles, you know? And I'm, I'm, I, I've heard that this is a tough place to walk. So it'll be interesting to see, like, can guys do 36-36? But, like, I'm, I'm just going to tell show my hand. McIntyre is my last guy. Wow, okay. I, I got a Euro last. He's not mine, but he's, he's let me tell you, he's floating around that. All right, so... So I'm was, not I'm not worried about you taking McIntyre, but he's last. If I'm the if I'm the captain, I'm probably just gonna say I'm I'm not playing it until like until Sunday. And I, I think there's like a moral thing of like if, if you pick a guy, do you have to play him before Sunday? But like I'm not letting my weak links just just cost me points. And I think this was the Phil discourse in France when he was completely not a course fit. He wasn't ready to play <laughs> and they tr- rolled him out there. And it was just so clear that he was not going to win points. It's like, why are you just giving away points? You know? So it's an interesting, I don't know which roster I'd rather have right now. And I think that's great for this Ryder cup. Yeah. Totally agree with you. It feels, um, I, I think if you're an amateur golfer, I think you should be guaranteed two matches if you're playing in, in a Curtis cup or you're playing in a Walker cup. But when you get to professional golf, I think it's 
Who's going to give us the best chance to win this cup? It only happens every two years, and it's one of the most talked about events in our sport. The issue being here, Andy, is it's almost like the shoe bomber syndrome, right? One guy does the shoe bomb thing, and now everybody's had to take their shoes off for 20 years. You go back to 99, and one captain, Mark James, sits all of his bottom-tiered guys till the end. They lose on Sunday, and every captain's scared of doing what Mark James did. I don't think we should look at the outlier situation as the thing to lean into. I would like to see a modern captain go, hey, Bobby, no knock to you. You're a great player. You're one of the 12 best on the European side. You're playing on Sunday, and that's it, man. Like, If you want to play more matches, play better golf, and then we'll get you out there more. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, this is... This is what I I would love an event. Um, speaking of like loving of would love an event. Remember when the NBA All Star Game did the public drafting of yeah, players? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jokic was the last pick. It's amazing. Now, now he's the best player in the world. I mean, it's I mean, you, it's, it's perfect. To eat, play better. Like it would be so fun if they did one of these events and then they had two captains pick the teams. Yeah, that would I be mean, better than the President's Cup in its current form. Well, I mean, everything would be better than the President's Cup in oh, its form. I that's mean, a on. that's a shot. That's you know, that's a shot against the internationals. You uh, it's know. not an international thing. It's just the event is is a lesser Ryder Cup, and it always has been. It always win, will be. What are your thoughts on one of my great Ryder Cup ideas that the captains should have to play in the last singles match against each <laughs> other? It would be so great. See, I, who would you favor? I mean, the Phil, You've Phil, go or the Luke, the the Luke Donald Zach match would be. I think that I think that'd be a good matchup. That's what I'm saying is I feel like if you go through the captains over the years, it would it would be a pretty good matchup. Like I would be interested to see how it went. So uh, I just think the last match should be the captains. That'd be so great. But then the captains are like grinding on their games. (laughs) Zach was playing the other day. He was playing in Rome. Like you don't think he's been grinding on his game. He's probably played 25 PJ Torvins this year, right? You think it's a big deal that uh, that Spieth, uh, Cantlay, and and Xander missed the little outing to to run? I mean, I will say it, it would it would be nice to have seen the course before before getting there. I was texting with somebody on the team about the course, and he's like, "The rough is, it's not U.S. Open thick. It's like your backyard, like letting your backyard get out of hand thick." I just think it'd be nice to see the golf course before you get there on Monday. The only caveat to that is they don't play till Friday, so plenty of time to obviously get practice in. But, I mean, I don't think it hurts seeing the golf course once if you've never seen it before. Yeah. I think if you have other external uh, circumstances, it's okay to miss it. Like uh, rumors of, you know, of a bachelor party, I'm fine with that. But, yeah. you know, it's just uh, – all right, let's go. You got the first pick. Who, who are you taking the first pick in the uh, in the fake Ryder Cup draft? What's your, right. team, what's your team? I guess you can be bacon. I'll be egg. There you go. Makes a lot of <laughs> sense. Uh, I'm going to make this really simple. I was battling between your, your two European tour players. I think you're going to take the other one here with the second pick, which is fine. I'm going Rory off the top. I think Rory is the alpha in golf. I also think – the last Ryder Cup has probably been eating at him for two years. And I think Rory is a guy that is going to show up here with the mentality that I'm going to go 5-0, and 4-1, and 3-1-1 because he played poorly last time. And obviously, he's a guy that I think, when across the board, has probably played the most consistent golf uh, in the world the last year, year and a half or so. Uh, also gets to go hatless, which I think Rory really likes. It, that, we're talking probably like a $2,000 haircut from Rory heading into Ryder Cup week. Uh, so I'm taking Rory off the top. 
That's uh, I I figured that was where you're going, and I'm 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 so pleased because I got my number one pick, number two, and the reason I have Rom ahead of Rory. Wow, you're taking Rom here. Yes, unbelievable. Are we doing Snake by the way? Or are you going? No, you get you the get, next you, you get the next one. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that to you. You know, I'm okay. gonna give you the give. By you the way, the I'm next writing one. our teams down on this piece of paper like we're actually doing a fantasy draft. <laughs> so I've got I'm taking Rom because. I think this is like the he hasn't been playing his best golf is it's going to be it's a month from when we last saw him. Right. I think he's going to turn things around. But the reason I'm picking him is that I think that this man hates losing more so than than he likes winning. Like, I think there's like, you know, that deep down kind of um, fire. I you saw it at Whistling Straits. He was just he was so into matches he was so engaged he was a great teammate and i think i i take rom just because he i think the guy hates losing and he's obviously an elite player i like players with no holes in their game he has no holes in his game like rory but i think just the edge of like i think you get in on the golf course with that guy that's a guy you don't want to play a match against like rory i think it would just he's too nice to be completely honest to be my first pick I mean, he's so, but he's but he's he is he too nice in this event? I, feel I think like, Rom would piss you off. He would do yeah. things that would bother you. I, I right? think that I think that Rory is too nice. Whatever, a hundred and what is it? A hundred and one week out of the year, out of the two years, it's just or hundred and three weeks out of the two years. But the one week at the Ryder Cup, I do think Rory has a little bit of that. I'm going to step on your throat mentality. Depending on who he's playing, I think obviously certain guys will get under his skin more than others, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Rom's a good pick. It's an interesting pick. I hadn't played great the last, what, seven it's months? okay. I'm not worried Six about months? that. I'm, I'm, you don't I'm like, I mean, you're not worried on. about form. Okay. I'm bringing him on. No holes in the game. And honestly, he's got a physical intimidation. Brendan talked about this with Brooks in the Masters. I don't, I don't buy this from you guys. I just don't buy this. It's golf. Like, he doesn't have to I tackle think, anybody. I think there's something to it. There's just a physicality. There's... You're going know. against a mountain, a mountain of a man. <laughs> and I'm, he's my number not, one pick. I'm, not, I'm all in. I'm just not pitching to I'm him. So, like, I'm so happy that you passed on him because right. I got him. I got all my right, guy. Well, well I, I'm surprised you passed on this guy. Which this is, is like be... the bear. This is the bears trading up to get Mitch. We got our guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> did you just, did you just compare it to Mitch? I'm just joking. It's just a horrible situation <laughs> for you. By the way, the bears just looked terrible in week one. Oh god it was horrible so another um, year another year looking forward to the draft i uh that's awful it's like what is that like <laughs> like eight months that's what you're looking forward to by the way i have the packers in a wins pool i was in and i knew if they got through week one they've got a pretty good chance to win nine games um my my second pick is somebody i thought you were going to take off the top uh somebody who has been playing the best golf of anybody in the world over the last two months uh and another european i'm going to take victor hovland i mean right. I, i'm not just simply form like I'm getting my, one, getting my one and three players. I know who you're going to take here. Cause you're going to take another hates losing over winning guy, which is fine. But I'm just saying I have Rory and Victor. And I think you guys have discussed this on shotgun a little bit, but when you think about the 24 players on the Ryder cup right now, and you look at the picks we just took, there is an argument to be made that the top three players of the 24 are in fact, all Europeans. Yeah, when was the last time they could say that? And it was unfathomable to say that 
after the uh, after whistling straight. Rory like, was like fifteenth in the world. Yeah, it was like who? What's going to happen to this European team? Is it even going to be competitive? Are they? You know, do they need to change the? Like these were discussions, and like now we we go, uh, you know, two years, and it's just it's always a great reminder of like how and we I talked about this on the shotgun start at the beginning of the year is that like every year three to four guys fall out of the top 10 in the world right. rankings. And you never expect like, it's like, Oh, this guy's never going to be out of the top 10. You know, there's no way Matt Fitzpatrick's going to fall out of the top 10 after the last year. Now he's out of the top 10, right? The, with the, with the Ryder cup, it was like, this is over for the Europeans. And now we're well, here. I mean, you, there, there was one spot, Andy. Like I, I thought after whistling, it was the Harris English spot was the floating one. I thought there was literally going to be one spot that might float in two years. In what is it? Is there four, four or five guys that aren't on the team from that team? DJ, yeah. Bryson, Tony, Harris. I mean, I mean, that's four off the top of my head. There might be a fifth. It's like it's not the same team, you know. And if you did it strictly off of like points, if it because that was a really chalk points selection, right? right. Like there was no drama. Like it, it would be even more churn because you wouldn't have JT. You wouldn't, you know, like. It, so, Jordan. Yeah. Uh he'd be on, right? He was like eleventh in points. Okay. Right? I well, think. I mean, that's like going back to like all twelve getting picked. But yeah, I mean mm-hmm. but he, like he's that a, he's a question mark. Let me tell you something right now. I don't want to spoil anything. Low on my list, just in case you're wondering. Not high on my list right now. All right. Um I, but uh, I got I right, got Rory my, and Hovland. All right. My next pick is Scotty. I'm taking Scotty Shuffler. Okay. Uh I had him third. I had him above Hovland. I just think um I think when it comes to match play, T to green game is so, so, so important. Like it is just it. When you play a guy that hits it really good, it is just relentless. And you just feel like you have no hope when, when they're just constantly 10 feet away. And I think like you look at like Sergio is never the greatest putter, but he's, he's be awful to play against because of how good of a ball striker he was you know, or is and and was. And I think with Scotty Scheffler, we're going to see a similar thing where he's just, he's so hard to play. You can roll him out in any format. I know the putter's an issue, but the, the T to green game is such a weapon in both alternate shot and, and uh, best ball in a match play situation. You know, the guy's going to shoot a good score because he's going to hit the ball better than probably everybody on the golf course with the exception of the three guys that we just picked are the really the only ones in this, in this group that can hit it better than them. And like from that standpoint, like especially an alternate shot, you can play this guy in any format. He's going to excel in any format. So I love, I love Scheffler. Um, and I got, that's my second pick. So I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying about the ball striking thing. And I think in match play, we, you know, we think about Scotty's game this season, right? I mean, hit it great, obviously didn't putt very well. And I mean, it's been talked about a million times, but there is a mental side of match play when you're playing someone, when Scotty's going first, no matter the format, if it's foursomes or four ball, when they hit it close, it makes you feel like you have got to hit it close and stroke play. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. I mean, you, if he hits at 25, if he hits at five feet and it's not a great hole location for your ball striking or your, the way you move the golf ball, you don't feel like you got to sling one in there. In match play, you do. And so in that regard, I totally agree with you on Scotty. I think Scotty will put the most pressure on his opponents 
of anybody of the 24 because he's going to flag so many iron shots on par threes and approach shots into par fours that it puts the pressure on you to hit a great shot, not a good shot. And in golf with these professionals, a lot of the time they're looking away from flag sticks or they're playing the fat parts of the green, knowing that par's fine, I can make a 20-footer. You don't have that luxury when you're playing Scotty Scheffler. All right, I think it gets interesting here. Fifth pick. This is where I think it goes oh, into man. like it's anybody. Listen, <laughs> listen. you're gonna be you're gonna be surprised. I'm going a I'm going a newbie here. Uh, I'm going a uh, going a fella that hadn't played on a Ryder Cup team, hadn't played on a Presidents Cup team before. Really hasn't been on many radars over Wyndham. the last few years. No, 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 no. Wyndham's a little down on my list. Um, this is a guy that I think when whatever sports book you bet on comes out with odds on you know leading american point getter or leading point getter for the whole event this is the person i would suggest you throw a little bit of money on i'm going brian Harmon here with my third no no oh yes i think this golf course sets up great for his game i think match play sets up great for who he is as a person i think he's going to play with kepka a lot of the week and i just think that team is going to be really really hard to knock off the stoop. I think Harmon is going to have an unbelievable week and I would not be hates, surprised. Hates to lose factor. Hates to lose. I think, I think three Oh and one three, one and Oh, something like that is in the cards for Harmon here. All right. All right. I, you know, I, I don't know. You didn't see that he coming. Was pretty, pretty far down my list. I think it was a little bit of a reach. I think you could have gotten That's him in round eight. That's you fine. Gotten I, in round eight. I want my, you know what? I, I take the quarterback early in fantasy. I'm not scared to take 49ers defense a couple rounds early. I wanted to have Harmon on my team. I think he's going to have a really, really solid Ryder cup. Are you, you're not, you're out on him. You don't, you don't love him. All right. So real quick. Can I hear, can I hear why you didn't, why you don't love Harmon here? I just, I think I, I'm looking at skill set. I just think I got a lot of guys ahead of him. I, you know, okay. and listen, I would have loved, I would have loved to snag Harmon, you know, as one of my later picks, you know, and, okay. and everything. I'm just not going, I'm not going number five with him. He's going to be, he's going to be, and that's fine. He's just not a fit for my team. We're, we're still looking at, at the players with superlative talents and, uh, and, and abilities here. So my you watch the guy, open. Do you watch the open, right? All those guys that were in the field this week, they were at the open, right? They were there. Yeah. Yeah. They Ludwig were. Wasn't. They were. I guess Ludwig wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ludwig wasn't at any of the majors. But <laughs> I mean, there is something to be said. I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have believed this if you told me this at the beginning of the year that the Brian Harmon was gonna run away with a major. There was gonna be one player that ran away with a major in 2023 and it was brian Harmon that nobody else had a shot on sunday really <laughs> unbelievable all right now for a quick word from our sponsor gooder gooder makes some just awesome 25 dollars active sunglasses these things don't slip, they don't bounce, they're 100% polarized, and they have a wide range of styles. These look good, and uh, they don't cost you a fortune. So you can, you know, they can be active sunglasses. You don't have to worry about it. You can take them on runs, don't have to worry about them falling off and you, you know, losing your hundreds of dollar pair of sunglasses. Um, like I said, they're lightweight and comfortable. They're 100% polarized. They have a one-year warranty. 
They have 30-day free returns and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Uh, they are really, they've changed the way I think about sunglasses, and they've been a partner of ours for some time. So that's Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com. And if you use Gooder.com slash TFE, you will get free shipping. So not not nothing. Uh, Gooder.com slash TFE, you get free shipping. It's it's a really good customer experience on that website. You can kind of like see how these how the different styles would fit on your head. And they're twenty five dollar sunglasses. They are uh they're great for you know running around. I, I've got a toddler now that you know pulls sunglasses off my face and it's it's nice when it's a twenty five dollar pair and not a super fancy uh set of sunglasses. So that's gooder.com slash TFE for uh free shipping. Thank you. And now back to Shane Bacon. All right. My next uh, my next pick is uh, I'm going with Xander Shoffley. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's listen, it in the, at this event, I think it's a good pick. I had him high. I had him really high. I uh I just I again no holes in his game. I think that when you just are are extremely skilled in every facet of the game, it really shows off in match play. Where you know there there are a lot of high leverage moments, and you don't want to have weaknesses. And that's Xander Shoffley. So on that in that same vein, my next pick is kind of a similar player. I think to Xander. I think when you look at the PJ Tour right now. These guys are relatively comparable. Obviously, Morikawa has done more in terms of winning the big events, but I'm going to take Morikawa here for two reasons. One, I just think Morikawa a lot. It's Morikawa to me is very similar to what you said about Scotty Scheffler. He's going to hit it close a lot. Like bottom line is he's going to be a great player in match play. He's going to hit the ball close. You're going to have a lot of birdie putts if you're playing obviously four ball, and your partner's going to have a lot of birdie putts if you're playing foursomes. And I also just like the the pairing I think Morikawa is going to play with. It sounds like it's going to be Morikawa Homa, and I just feel like those guys are going to be the new age kind of Xander Cantlay. And I feel like they're going to have a great week. And obviously we saw what Max was able to do um, at the President's Cup. And this is no knock to, to Billy Horschel, but if you think about Max and the way he played at the President's Cup, he's basically trading, you know, Billy Horschel for Colin Morikawa. So I just feel like those two are going to have a really, really, really successful week together. Yeah, I think the thing with Morikawa, the, the one thing you didn't hit on that I love about him, especially in this golf course, he's uber accurate off the tee, too. Yep. So you get a guy that's in play a lot. And then also if you're, if those guys are hitting behind players, like if Morikawa is hitting the approach shot first, um, that's, that's hard to play against. That's the guy that puts, as you said, like Scotty Scheffler, it's not only par threes, but it's also like par fours. If, if he's hitting approach shots first, that's a really hard thing mentally to play matches against because this is a different, completely different mental test. People could say, oh, you should play the same way as stroke play. It's impossible to play the same play as stroke play and match play. And you can, but you can't aim away when a guy hits it to three feet. Like, you just can't. You know, there's not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to play to the fat side of the green. You have to take on shots in different moments because you can't just lose holes when you have chances to win hole, uh, you know, to match them. And, so and, and, and Andy, that to one point you made there, uh, especially in foursomes, is Max is going to be hitting those approach shots. And, you know, Max is one of the best iron players in the world. So you're going to be hitting first and you're leaning on Max Homa to hit an iron close. So there's a real good opportunity. Now, Andy, 
you just write here at four. Should I write it in? If you took Xander. Oh yeah, I you gotta I love take it. Cantlay. I can't believe you gotta I got. Take I can't believe I got both of them. I Are can't believe them? I got my guys. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm writing it down. So I, I got Cantlay again. It's just the all around talent, right? Malleable can play any format. Um, and I got Xander and Cantlay. They're they're I'm rolling them out there as much as they can play. I Are think they obviously play five. I think it's it's going to be just like a physical aspect, right? Okay. Can can they handle? Can can people handle walking this golf course? Like. Is that a good idea, right? Um, maybe they sit once, but I love I love both of their games for alternate shot and and best ball. And and if we were doing this make believe draft format, like these are two guys that like their games, you don't need to pair them with anybody. Like they're they could play with anybody. And I think this is like the thing that we get hung up too much on these like pairings. It's like certain guys are going to work with whoever you play and pair them with. Like we saw this with Sergio. How many different partners did Sergio have over the years? It it wasn't like that one pairing was just gold. It's just certain players, certain skill sets are so greatly rewarded. Um, and I think these two guys just being great all around players make them great match play players because there's just a level of consistency. Consistency is key and king in match play. I love that I got Xander and, and Cantlay. You you know you 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 touched on something I've been really thinking about with these Ryder Cup teams because the twenty four players you said you can you said players can play with anybody right? Is this the most players can play with anybody Ryder Cup ever? I mean, you think about the twenty four players like who's an a hole, who's a jerk, like who are guys not wanting to play with? Like I feel like the list is slim, if at all. It feels like all of these guys could play with whomever they get thrown out there with, with their captains and we'll be fine with it. I mean, of the big names, I think the toughest person to play with would be Brooks. Right. But I mean, it's see, but I feel like Brooks in this format is so good at match play. And he's also such a big, I want to, I don't want to lose. I want, you know, more than I want to win that. I feel like with this team, like no Bryson, you know, you don't have to worry about whatever the hell was ever going on with Brooks and DJ. Like, Ricky he'll play with, Wyndham will play with, JT will play with, Jordan will play with. Like going down the list of the Americans, there's not really that combative other partner that you wouldn't feel comfortable throwing Brooks out with, you know? Who would you least want to play with as your partner? <laughs> well, I mean, that would probably be a talent question more than personality. <laughs> I can talk to anybody. I mean, it'd probably be who we're going to take 23rd and 24th when we get there, you know? All right. who Who's your next pick? All right, so fifth pick, um, I'm going to kind of follow your lead here. You went Xander Cantlay, kind of leaning on a parry, and you think you're going to see a lot in Rome. I'm going to do the same with Morikawa. I'm going to take Max Homa here. Um, I, I, just knew, think those... I knew you were taking Max early. I knew I didn't have to worry about taking yeah. Max. I it knew just, he was going to be listen, off the board. Listen, it was, it's just I, I think they're going to be on the first tee a lot together, and, and I think they're going to be successful, and I think they're going to be – probably the most successful American team if it's not Xander Cantlay or Brooks and Brian. And so, I mean, Max played so good at the president's cup. I just think he's gets so up for this thing. And for whatever reason, when he gets up for these events, he seems to play his best. You think about how he's played at rib the last couple of years. I just feel like, I feel like it's going to be another Homa show, you know? So we talked about how the top three picks were all Europeans and how amazing that was. Yep. But now you see how, how the, how these things are different, right? Like where the middle, like it's just US, 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 Six US. Six straight American yeah. picks between us. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a, that's a fascinating aspect of this whole competition. Um, we talked about Max a lot with Morikawa. 
The next pick I'm taking is Tommy Fleetwood. Ah, no, <laughs> ben, I almost reached there. Uh, Damn ben, it. Play, ben playing great golf is uh, has had some really good Ryder Cup moments and just is a tee to green nightmare to deal with. Again, a guy that just hits the ball close a lot. Um, the putter, butter's an issue. But it's a put, you know, I guess statistically he profiles as like the second or third best putter on the European team, which uh, I don't know if that's a good sign for the Europeans. Um, but the, uh, you know, not every day is Sunday. And uh, I like Tommy Fleetwood. I love I love him for just match play purposes because of that tee to green excellence. And uh, I'm I'm quite thrilled. I'm so I love my team so far. Yeah, that was that one hurts. That's that's my dad drafted uh, somebody that I really wanted the other day in a fantasy draft, the pick before me. And nothing guts you more in fantasy than when you get that pick taken right ahead of you. That's the one for me. I had Fleetwood on my list. I thought I could take him around five and six. I should have just taken him at five. I'm such an idiot. I wasn't um, going to take Homa, you know? I, know. I knew I, I knew you were taking him. I knew I he's off my board. I just put him down at the bottom because I, I'm not going to reach for Homa. Cause... I, think I, got, I think I got duped there. I think you chessed me and I was playing checkers there. Damn it. Um, all right, I'll settle for, you know, the guy that's won the most majors of anybody of this era. I'll take Kepka here at six. All right. All right. I, I'm a little worried about Brooks. I, I well, I agree with you, but I'm I'm taking him in terms. I'm taking him in, in the sense that he'll show up and play good golf. Um, but obviously, I mean, I just, he's he's a question. He hasn't mark. played. He hasn't played golf. Right, that's the thing. Is he's a he's a very big question mark. He hasn't played golf, and he's got a kid, a new kid. I just don't but the, think. But that's... perspective, man. <laughs> I know. I don't There's think so much perspective <laughs> ahead of an exhibition that he has. Like, no, I can't imagine he has a lot to gain from this because he's play. He's the only guy playing here from Blib, right? I don't. I don't know. I every time you second guess Kepka, he always comes out big. But for me, I'm just worried about Brooks in terms of like I think he's going to be really rusty. I don't think he really. I think he doesn't care that much about this. It's not a major. Probably just doesn't care that much, and I worry about about his his um just um motivation levels. The hair is 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 out of control. Like between him and Burns, I mean, this is like almost shoulder shoulder length levels hair. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. He he looks like a he looks like a new dad. Hey, that's a great like, way to put it. He like looks he like a new dad. He looks like a little burly. He's, they've ordered a lot of Uber Eats. Yeah. Like it's probably not been the healthiest Uber I'm Eats so orders. Saying, I just, I've done it. You've done it. Like, we've all done it. It's just those first few months are really hard. And I don't think he has any, but I think he's just probably been around. He's just been hanging around. Like, I, I saw it with, like, it's, you know, you just want to be around when you have a kid. If you're certain, I think, like, in just reading the tea leaves of reading, like, hearing his comments to certain, I can't remember where I heard him just about like having the kid. It seems like he wants to be a very involved parent. I mean, still, I will say this. I'm leaning more on the talent and less on the lack of golf as of late. And I just feel like going back to the teaming and pairing, I think Harmon and Kepka are going to play together. And I think that is a sick, sick group to throw out there if you're uh, ZJ. Well, I'm happy I get my, my partner for Fleetwood. I got Jordan Spieth, just a guy. I'm taking him. Uh, Wait, with you're my... partner with Fleetwood. Yeah, I'm gonna par- pair him up. That's my team. I I, I like th- I like the match of of uh, of Spieth with Fleetwood, and uh, that I that's my next pick. I'm taking Jordan Spieth, and he's gonna pair up with to- uh, Tony, uh, Tommy Fleetwood for my team. 
Oh, I see what you're saying because this is not European specific. Yeah. So you're you're throwing Fleetwood and Spieth out there. Yeah. All right. So it's like it's like Jesus and then like the Golden Child are playing yeah, together. Exactly. It's I like, like that. you know you get get a guy that's you know a little bit of a wild card with a with a real steady guy and uh, or maybe I maybe I pair him up with Scott or Scotty or Rom. You know who knows? But I'm taking Spieth with my next pick. Um, and I'm pretty happy to get him here. I think like just in terms of like, he's a guy that can annoy people in match play. It's just like, wait, how am I losing to this guy type, type, uh, situation? Hey, can I ask you a a real team question for you? I've been thinking about this lately and I, I haven't really chatted with anybody about it. Let's say Jordan and Justin go out and let's say Justin doesn't play well on Friday. Okay. Like they go out both sessions and JT just doesn't have it. Like he hadn't had it for a year and a half. If Zach was going to split the team up. Let's say Jordan was playing well. Who is the most likely new partner to Jordan on the American side? Scotty. It's kind of what I was thinking too. It's kind of where I was going too. I wouldn't want, I like, I'll tell you this much. Like if I was the Europeans, I'd be a lot more scared of, of Scotty. Scotty Spieth. I think this is the whole, I kind of touched on this earlier. I think this whole, like, we have to pair. We have to play these guys with with Xander and Cantley. I think Xander with anybody and Cantley with anybody. You could maybe make an argument they're better if you split them up because you get two really really strong players, right? With 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 regards to Spieth, I think he's such a unique player in the sense of like he can swing momentum. You know, like he and he hits. You know, he's he's been a really good tee to green this year, but like he's just got kind of like a little bit of an it factor um, where he can do some like some stuff. Right. And if you pair it like it doesn't mean he fits well with like anybody. Right. It's like saying like, hey, you know, we can't have Steph Curry. We've got we've got this other guard. Yeah. Ray Allen's on our team, so we can't have Steph. You're like, no, 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 no. Steph can play with Ray. Yeah. Like it's certain players work with anybody, and we Correct. shouldn't get so locked into this is the pairing we have to to do, right? Like Spieth was great with Patrick Reed. Everybody's like, Oh, you can't break up Spieth and Reed. Oh, you can't break up JT and Spieth. Like, I think Spieth is gonna be really well or do what really well with any type of player you put him with. So um, just for people at home counting, there are four Americans left. There are eight, by my count, Europeans left. This, See, is, this is wild. It's, that's, the, that's the fascinating thing about way these teams stack out. And, and thank God that the Europeans had such a surge this year. Because if this was a couple years ago, after that, that the whistling straights, I think we would have gotten to like, I mean, Rory probably would have gone with like pick five. And Rom high two. Yeah. And that's it. And that, yeah. Top five, both those guys, top five picks, and then nothing, nothing for, you know, Hovland wasn't Hovland now. Right. Um, Andy, so in both of my fantasy drafts this year, I took Jonathan Taylor, okay? I took Jonathan Taylor on potential. We know who he is. We know how he can play. We know that if he gets traded to a team that needs to have somebody in the backfield that makes plays, he's going to make plays, and he's going to be a very, very high-rated running back in fantasy football. My seventh pick, my seventh pick is similar to that. It is not Justin Thomas. I'm not going that way. Uh I'm going with a young player that is a generational driver of the golf ball. Hits it as far as anybody and hits it very, very straight. If the game is dialed in Rome, 
I think he could have a great week. Now, I think he could also go 0-3-0. Like, there's a, there's a possibility of that being the case as well. I'm taking Ludwig here with my seventh pick. I like Ludwig. I, you know, again, I don't know what we're going to see out of him, but if he's Ludwig to a certain degree, if he's B-plus Ludwig, I think it's going to be a good week for Ludwig. Uh, I I mean, he's going to be able to apply a lot of pressure with the driver. Totally. I think like you have like your all around players I in, in people in skill sets, right? Like he has a dominant skill. And I, I like to actually think about match play with golf, um, similar to the way tennis is, right? You have your all around players. You have your 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 um, power players with the big serves. Like I think Shelton, Ben Shelton would fit into that power player mold. Like right. uh, what we saw. It's like almost a throwback from Sampras. Like yeah. when Sampras used to serve in volley, right? And then you have like Medvedev, who's just like a control, like uh, just gets everything back, right? Yep. Uh, like, and that's like your kind of like your Tommy Fleetwood, right? Where he's just going to be in play and he's going to hit some really good shots and he's just going to be annoying, right? And I think with Ludwig, he's just this dominant skill. He can overwhelm somebody, especially at this golf course. Um, with the with the setup, there's going to be a, a few drivable par th- par fours, and and that it, that's just the driver's such a weapon. Anytime you can get somebody who might be the best in the field at a certain trait, it's it's a good thing. Andy, could we see Ludwig and Rory play four ball together? Do you think there's a possibility of that? Yeah, I I don't know though. I you might want to split them up in four ball, right? Yeah, I just just think more in terms of like you you and I've both talked about in match play the the sensations you can feel as an opponent. Yeah. And if I don't I don't know a ton about Marco Simone, but I mean I've watched the no lane up video. I mean seems like there's going to be drivable par fours um, on this golf course set up to maybe play into the hands of the Europeans. I just feel like if you if you throw those guys out there, it could be a Phil Tiger situation, right? If it goes bad, it could go very bad. But you could have a lot of looks for Eagle and chipping and hitting, you know, mid to short irons into par fives. What was the match uh, at Hazeltine? Was it DJ and Brooks and um, and then Thomas Peters and Rory? It was just all. Yeah, that's when Peter, Peters had. Peters was a rookie and won like four points, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that. And it was like everybody in the everybody in it was just a just just un- beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this is my question too. a lot of the time with these things. Right. Because the teams and the captains are so involved. I wonder if the entertainment aspect of this gets thought about in team rooms. Right. Because it is an entertaining product. Right. You're trying to have people watch it and care about it and get involved and turn the TVs on. And on the entertaining side, that would get golf people geeked out that would get sports people interested but like you said is it the best use of two of your power players yeah i because you could split them up and then you get looks on both of them and you could split split up one of them and put them with the guy i'm about to take i know who this is i know who it is fitzy wow guy that's never won never Talk won a, a point <laughs> never won a point never won a half point in the Ryder cup <laughs> that's not earned any semblance of a point. He's has a new played player. Two Ryder Cups has never <laughs> won a half point. He's never. never. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's a new player. He's got oh, some power. Man. Just, I think he just got engaged. I think I saw on Instagram. You know, he's a new man. It's a, it's a completely new Fitz, and uh, I'm taking Fitz again. I'm just harping on this. I want all around skill. He can do everything. He's long now. I I like Fitz here. 23rd on my list, in case you're wondering. All right. 23rd, second to last on my list. Was That's Fitz. fine. That's fine. I, I love it. 
This is all that matters. I don't need to justify this to anybody else. All I the fan, to- all the fans of the egg team, just know we got our guy. <laughs> I mean, now, by the way, I just want to lay this out. There are five picks left on both teams, and this is where it gets hard. This, to me, is yeah, where this things kind of like a. a <laughs> really tough this is like when you turn the fantasy on auto draft because you're like it doesn't really matter i'm probably not going to play these guys outside of bye weeks anyway uh but i'm just going to lean into a dude that you know historically has been a great putter and seems like he's good in match play and seems like a guy that gets along with everybody and everybody likes playing with i'm going to take ricky here okay with my eighth right. i'm going to take ricky fowler um I, I will never forget the eduardo match I i'll never 20. forget it i'll never forget eduardo just four down with four to go. Had to win all four, and he did it. Um, that was those. That was the worst outfit Ryder Cup ever, which is saying something on the American side. I was watching that one the other day. Oh, a shout-out to the Ryder Cup YouTube page, by the way, Andy. If you watch those, I don't know if they've cut audio on the matches, but they have these, like, 50-minute YouTube videos of old Ryder Cup matches really? that are great. And the audio, like, if you go watch the old Phil matches – he is chirping so much in in Phil's you know manner. It is unbelievable. Like missing putts, and you hear Phil go, "Well, that's too bad." You know, "Oh, that's too bad." It's like I don't know if they've if they've pumped up like the natural audio in those matches on YouTube, but they are a great watch at night if the kids go to bed. Oh man, I've got something that I'm going to be diving into the next uh, couple weeks. Thank you for that recommendation. Lot, by the way, a lot of Americans on my team. A lot of Americans on my squad. Go ahead. I got I got Ricky with my eighth All right. pick. Who you going I'm with? Get, I got another American. I thought I thought you were going to take this guy. I was really I was really this is your nervous. JT pick. Here we go. No, I I thought you were going to take him when you were describing the last player. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. People are talking about, hey, this guy shouldn't be on the team. He got snubbed in his amateur days. Uh, the oh, Walker Cup. boy. I'm taking Sam Burns, and I think he's just got a little bit of red ass to him. And I just don't, you know, I think it's a hate to lose guy with some with a lot of talent. And I think he's just got something to prove. Um, And I and I I think people are sleeping on how talented he is. Like, I, you know, of all the people I think it's that fair. Should, should have been left off. Like, I don't think he should have been the one of the people left off. So I've got, I've got the Sam Burns. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said about Sam Burns. He was probably going to be my next pick. So uh, a little bummed you took him, but I'm with you in it. And it seems like he's going to play with Scotty, which now you have that on your team as well, um, which is nice. Uh, so that'll be a good pairing uh, for Ant, for the team, team egg uh, grouping to go out. Uh, I listen, two Americans left. It's Wyndham Clark and JT, and I'm not taking either of them. So I got to go um, European here. It's, it's not great. It's not great. I thought, I thought you were going to take JT in here. No, I'm, no, I'm not going to do we're it. We're getting close to my JT zone. This is JT zone for you. Uh, I'm going to go Shane Lowry here. I'm just going right. to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a vet that, you know, he, he probably plays a, a session with Rory here or there. I've got both of those guys on my team, throw them out there. Let's see what they can do. Um, we know when Shane Lowry gets going and gets playing well, uh, he can rock and roll, but you know, I mean, I, again, I think we're to the point now where, I mean, you know, I'm taking them over Hoygaard, right? So, all right. I got Wyndham Clark. I'm taking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Were you, you you said you're taking JT. No, I was getting to the JT zone. I'm in the, I'm in the range, but I got Wyndham Clark ahead of him. Um, obviously elite, elite driver of the golf ball. I think he, he can keep up with anybody. Um, you know, what you said about Ludwig, 
I think Wyndham Clark's in that in that group that could be the best driver of the golf ball in a given week. Um, also, as we saw at at the U.S. Open, extraordinarily good putter. Um, so I like Wyndham Clark. I think he's he like you know obviously he kind of forced the American's hand. Who knows if he's on here if he finishes second in the U.S. Open? Probably isn't on this team, but probably like. I, I think he's probably this year proven to be one of the 12 best American golfers this year. So um, without a doubt, I, I just think he's, he's, I think he's a, another guy. He's a rookie. He's got stuff to prove. He wants to probably play a lot of these. And I think he could. Well, I mean, it's again, to your point on the, on the season of Clark and being a top 12 American, you're going to hear Wyndham Clark, U S open champion a million times when you watch golf over the next two or three years, you know, broadcasters always like to lean on like their highest accomplishment. I mean, he won the Wells Fargo this year too. I mean, it's a, it was an elevated event. Now I think it's a signature event, but it was an elevated event at the time. Like that's a big win. You know, I mean, you win that event and you win the U S open. Like that's very, very impressive to do in a full season when you have never been in that position before. So probably a little low on the list to be fair. Um, here we go. Here it is. JT. I'm doing it. I mean, if he's if he's Justin Thomas, Ryder Cup Justin Thomas, this is going to make us look stupid that he was third to last pick. He's been it's not third the, to last pick, right? Are we? For me, he is. Okay. Yeah, th- th- this is my, this is my tenth pick. I mean, he he's been incredible in Ryder Cups and team events in general. Incredible. And if he can find the form, like we've seen with Sergio and like we've seen with Poulter over the years, not counting whistling straights with Poulter. If he can find whatever works for him in match play, we're going to talk about JT, you know, obviously deserving the pick and all that stuff come Sunday night. And, uh, you know, I mean, now, now, now you got to throw speed with Fleetwood and I get JT to maybe throw out there with Max one session or Ludwig one session. You never know. Yeah. So I, it's, uh, it's funny. Like I, I, I think I've presented a lot of cases uh, uh, against picking JT just from like, just purely like, what should the Ryder Cup be? Should it yep. be like an all NBA since there's big financial benefits, right? You know, the all NBA team in the NBA, like you get these contract bonuses and it's similar in golf. Like they, these guys get, so like, that's kind of been my premise of like, don't pick JT, right? Is, is because this is a historical moment and an honor for players, right? And he did not do what he needed to do to deserve a pick. Now, when I did this exercise, I found it's like, this is why you pick JT because uh, of American players. I had him ahead of Max Homa, Ricky Fowler and Brian Harmon. He was the 16th. He he was 16th on my list and probably could have easily been gotten up to like 14 at from like probably Sam Burns down, which was Sam Burns was 12th down. I had, it it was kind of just a, I don't know. I guess this guy here type thing. So like when you think about it from that prism, JT was a no brainer. Now I think the, the thing that you have to grapple with, with, with the Ryder cup is like, it's like hall of fame criteria type stuff. Totally. Totally. And, and Keegan who earned points, like got, got pulled on that. Like he didn't get like, if he's a, a Ryder cupper 10 years apart, 10 plus years apart, that's like a crazy career statistic that shows longevity and excellence in the game. So this is the case for JT is that he, without a doubt, wasn't going to be the last pick in this. Yep. It's a great point. And I mean, he was last American taken for us, but you had Americans below him on your list. Uh Um, And we have, 
Did, would we've... you have picked him ahead of Wyndham Clark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had Clark low on my list. Um, okay, just just simply because of the, to me there there's unknown and then there's unknown unknown, and I just feel like with Wyndham it's a lot of unknown and, and it it'll be what you know four months since the U.S. Open. I mean it'll just be interesting to see what he can do. We have five picks left. We have five Europe, Europeans on the board, by the way. That's the the thing. This is I uh you know I'm thinking about reaching to get one of my guys, but I'm gonna take Hatton here. Wow. Just, he had a great year. He was like really, yeah. really good this year. Um, somebody that just, might might get under people's skin. Yeah, he might yeah. get his under. The problem is he might get under, under his, his own, own skin. skin. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at my team, I have no clue. I might put him out there with Spieth. Just see what happens. I don't know. You might go ninety nine James and just not play until singles. <laughs> I, the pro the the problem with Hatton is to me is I think the self-deprecation works in stroke play events because you're only shit-talking yourself. Yes, and but I you d- can bring your teammate down. That's what I'm saying. I think the problem is when you're acting the way Hatton acts on the golf. And I love Tyrrell Hatton. I got asked the other day in an interview, who's my favorite golfer in the world to watch? I said, Tyrrell Hatton, because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And he's a lovely guy. I've interviewed him. I love Tyrrell Hatton. But as a partner on the golf course, Andy, you played a lot of competitive golf in your years. Who's the worst partner to have? It's the negative partner. Yeah. It's the guy that gets down and gets down in the dumps and gets down on his own go- game. That partner is hard to play with because in it, it in, brings in, your energy inevitably down. creeps into what you're doing. Right. Totally. So I just think he's a hard guy, I think, to throw out there with someone that's real positive, you know? Well, maybe, maybe we'll find a partner later in this room. Man, this is... Uh, this is it. Here we are. Hoygaard, Rose, your boy Sepp, and Bobby Mack. Final four on the board. So do you go veteran or do you go young player? Do you go unknown or do you go somebody that's done it in their life? I'm going to lean, and I don't love leaning veteran in Ryder Cups. I think it's overrated. I'm going to go Justin Rose here. Thank God. I'm just so happy that I, I got Sepp. I got my guy. You got Sep. Here we go. I was so worried you were going to take him. I could have passed on Hatton and got my guy. I don't think we really need to talk about Justin it's Rose. It's fine. We'll see what he does. He might play with the Rory. Who knows? You know, he's I, done well in Ryder Cups. He's done bad in Ryder Cups. Who the heck knows? The septic tank, Sep Straka. He really showed me something at the uh, at the at the Open. I thought that was just an illuminating uh, performance. I'm ready for him to be the, the player that nobody saw coming. He's the, he's, he's your, I mean, what is the last one would have been who was last time? Cantley and Xander, Destin Johnson going five and oh, Thomas Scheffler. Peters and Hazel team. A Scheffler, Scheffler. Scheffler, yep. Physically, physically imposing presence. <laughs> God, you're going back to this again. <laughs> Sap is physically listen, imposing. Listen, we've got a physically imposing team. We've got Rom. We've got uh, uh, Tony, uh, t- uh, Tommy Fleetwood's caddy. We got Seth. We've Let me, got Scotty. Real, real quick, you have Xander Cantley, Spieth, Fitzpatrick, and Hatton on your team too. We got Just some big guys. We got some big guys up front. We can, we can roll out some physically imposing players. If, hey, if you want to throw your team at my team in like a five-on-five pickup game, I'd play it. If you want to do like flag football, I'd feel comfortable with my squad as well. Even wrestling, Please. I think my team would be okay. You got Ricky and Harmon. Well, you know, I mean, you got rugby has the guys that run the ball. You know, you got to have blockers in the front. All right, um, who are you going next? Two, two picks left. 
Um, <laughs> I know you're going to saddle me with them. I know. I got to do it. I mean, it's just so unknown. I'll take Hoygaard. All right. That leaves with the last guy on my board. Hey, can I ask you a question real quick going back to my last pick? Yeah. If I ask you, you you literally cover golf on a week-to-week basis. You do three podcasts a week about topical golf and literally tournament golf. Nobody on the world I would trust more than maybe you, Porath, like Rappaport or, you know, DeShare, somebody like that, or Doug Ferguson that like literally covers the sport on a week-to-week basis. Can you tell me one great tournament Justin Rose has had this year? He won Pebble. Well, there you go. I just was wondering if you could, if you could ring one big event. That was in February. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know what he's been doing too. He's been having these like fluky major rounds. I feel like for a few years, it, it like it all. It, the The tip of the iceberg of this was Pebble, where like it was like he was third place and he was negative strokes gained tee to green. Right. He was just like putting. It was like everybody's like this is either going to fall apart or maybe you'll like hit it well for once, and it fell apart. And since then, it's like we've been going down underground where it's like one round he played. It's like, oh, Justin Rose shot 65. Like, how did he do that? Oh, it's oh, he made like 300 feet of putts, you know? <laughs> and like, that's where we've gotten with Justin Rose. I don't I thought you were going to ask me a Hogard question, which was no, I was going to be no. way less prepared Listen. for. And for people that aren't watching this or if this is even on YouTube, Andy was frantically Googling when I started that question. And I, I was thinking he was going to go to the Rose page. He was obviously going to the Hoygaard page. <laughs> I, was, I was. I was like, I was like, I, I, I know he's won a couple of things, but Nikolai Hoygaard is, I, I think, a complete unknown. How many, how many matches does he play? Does he play two? Yeah, I think two. I, I'm. I'm way more worried about Justin Rose and Bobby Mack than Hogard. Same. I agree with you on that. I'm just, the Rose thing is a bit of like, obviously he knows what he's, he knows how to do this. If he can somehow conjure up that again, maybe he has a good week. I don't expect him to have a good week. There's a reason he was my second to last pick. There's a reason you take kickers in the second to last round, right? I mean, you got to have somebody on your team to play that position, but you had to. We had to pick those two guys. So they. Who were, would you most want to see on the American side play Rose in singles? Like, who do you think would be the most entertaining? That's a good question. I think I think mine's Kepka. It's Kepka being like, <laughs> what? What? I don't think Kepka. I think Gosh, if you yeah, called, I think you'd worry about about Kepka being complacent. Well, that'd like be he's fine. not he's not getting up for the match, and then Rose sneaks one out. Like I think you got to put Kepka against like Ron. Like and just have yeah. a. It was, uh, I was listening to Rory on the subpar pod. Yeah. They, the subpar guys, Colt and, uh, Drew Stoltz were talking about how they want the Ryder cup to be like the captains get a pick, like based off of the other ones versus the blind, the blind card. Where do you fall on that? So like president's cup style where they go one after another. I mean, absolutely. I mean, way more fun that way. I hate that they present the teams. I think the blind card's the way to go. Yeah. Wait, wait, so you're saying the other way. You other like the way. way. I like that there's strategy, that you're trying to think about like where where people are going to slot players and, and you don't know. I like that. I like everybody doing it that way. Yeah, we, we do we do a golf event in January every year, me and my 15 idiot buddies, and we do the President's Cup way where you know a team is presented and then you get to counter that team. It's kind of fun. It, it is better for TV that way. I think it's better for like internal strategy trying to figure out 
what the other person's thinking and trying to roll out your strategy, the other person trying to counter. I don't, I don't know. Andy, I, let me, let me just say the only defense I'll give you on this point is this. All I think about on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis is how to change things in golf. I write about it for the newsletter a lot. I text you about it. We talk about it. You talk about it. Everybody in golf, all we're ever trying to do is change things in the game. This is like the lone thing in golf that doesn't need changing is the Ryder Cup. It's perfect the way it is. We don't got to change anything. We don't need to mess with the way teams are picked, formatting, all that stuff's like, like this event is perfect. It's perfect. I'm gonna, it's awesome I'm gonna, to watch. I'm gonna push back. One big change I'd like to see in the Ryder Cup. Can we go back to the venues of yesteryear? Can we get the old okay, course? That's fine. That's fine. I'm get, saying like, can we get we like get... Hinch? Can we like, can we go to like great golf courses instead of these like made for Ryder Cup places? Well, well, but 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 match play is the is the singular portion of golf that doesn't necessarily matter what the golf course I, looks I like. I agree, right? but it's not like it's not going to be better if it's at a great golf course. I, well, I mean, I I obviously agree. I mean, like, one of the one the, of the silliest. It's not going to make was, it worse. Yeah, it's well. I mean, one of the silliest things that they do is when they change the nines. Yeah, and it's like I don't like this golf course to begin with, and now I don't know what hole they're playing. Like the President's Cup last year, it's like. Can we just play it the way it's played? Well, like, we the actually best know part, this golf course. The best part is always like, well, we don't want the 18th hole to be insignificant. And whenever they reroute, whenever they do the reroute, it every match always goes to 18. And you're yeah, like, well, I'm goes. glad they're playing the worst hole on the golf course. It's the 18th. Like, I'm glad this boring ass hole is the last hole instead well, of, you know. Austin is just that 18th hole in Austin. God love it. I love that golf course, but my God. I mean, it's like. 380 you're like what is this hole for these guys i mean like, it had that rory him? what about the rory tee shot this year that was maybe the shot of the year uh maybe i'm not gonna go shot of the year but i i i mean it might be in the top 10 i mean i'm not gonna go top five. Seven, that was like uh, the dustin Wind- kapalua windham's uh shot at the u.s open on saturday on that, 14 on 18 in the dark oh, yeah. oh my god when he hit the flag dude andy this is this yeah, is gonna think- be a I think Rory wins that if Wyndham Clark's not in the final group. So it's it's unbelievable you brought that up. It was it was floating on Instagram yesterday. The shot into eighteen, the one that he hit off the flagstick, and it's this will be forgotten in history forever that it changed the final pairing. And I was thinking the exact same thing you just said. The exact same thing. Ricky was leading. Rory was in the final pairing, and Wendy Wyndham because of that shot got in the final pairing. And I'm with you. I think all of that changes if that shot doesn't happen. Yeah, I I I was uh hanging around the media center. I I think Rory was talking. And I saw I was watching it. I was kind of like floating it. There's two two tents that were together. One had a TV, not the one Rory was in, and I was kind of watching what was happening. And I and I saw I w- I was watching the shot and then I saw Rory's manager was watching the shot, Sean. And I saw him like when he hit the shot like there was like a visible like disappointment reaction of of what happened because like i know he knew that if rory wasn't like there was that was just a a monumental moment i think like to me like maybe the shot of the year no shot made a bigger impact on 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 a major championship all right so i'm gonna go through our teams all right. I'm glad you were taking I I've mine bolded, but yeah. All right. So uh my team is uh Rory. I'm going in order of our picks, by the way. Rory Hovland, Harmon, Morikawa, Homa, Kepka, Ludwig, Ricky, Lowry, Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, Justin Zone, and Hoygard. 
And Andy's team is Rom, Scotty, Xander, Cantlay, Fleetwood, Spieth, Fitzpatrick's never won a point in a Ryder Cup, Burns, Clark, Hatton, Sepp, and uh, 24th pick of the experiment was Bobby Mack. So I got I got 10, 10 of my top 14 on my board. That's pretty good. You probably were in the same same zone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I had Harmon high on my list. I had Max Morikawa high on my list. You didn't have him as high, and I had Ludwig relatively high on my list. I, I was, I was hoping to, you know, again, I want to get Ludwig. I mean, it's like it's like Wimby, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if Wimby's going to be great in the NBA, but if I he is he's great, going he's going to be. be really great. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, this was fun. Uh, I hope this gets everybody in the in the Ryder Cup mood. And uh, Shane, well, you got anything going on? What do you got? What do you got coming up? You yeah, got a scratch so, series, right? Yeah. So uh, when is this dropping? Is it dropping this week? Yeah, Thursday. All right. So uh, Thursday through Sunday, Golf Channel. I'll be hosting Corn Ferry broadcast with James Nitties and Gary Christian. And playoffs. Uh, we don't normally have a, a fourth member of the team, Ned Michaels, a uh, home game for him in Tennessee. So he'll be on the grounds as well. And then I have a series drop in, I think, on Thursday with Scratch um, about caddying. And then you can listen to my podcast. I got two of them. Get a grip and the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. And I, I have think next week. I heard, we'll heard this... rave reviews for the Joel Joel Damon pod. Oh, I haven't listened. Oh, so fun. You got to give it a listen. Yeah. Yeah, we did. If you, if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, I had Joel and Gino uh, on last week on the Get a Grip podcast. We did the five worst shots and five worst, worst caddy decisions of their entire career. Fun and topic. it was unbelievable. It was so fun to do. That's, I, got, I got multiple texts from like friends who don't know you like friends, like my friends prior to this thing about that pod. So well, that's, that's good to that's hear. You um, re- you you reached out into the, you know, there were, they were comments coming in from out of the golf echo chamber. Um, yeah, it's fun. I might see you next week too, which are in two weeks, which I'm excited yeah. about as well. But yeah, we, we have KFT like two straight weeks on TV week off and then the finals are on tv as well so i'll be hosting all those so yeah keep, great time uh, of year to 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 get get into the corn fairy with with everything totally, on the line totally great great guys great great players a lot of young players in there as well so tune into that if you got a minute uh thursday friday saturday and sunday on golf Channel. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Friday Golf Podcast. And thank you to Shane Bacon for coming on. Today's episode was edited and produced by Matt Ruches. Thank you, Matt. As a quick reminder, uh, we've, we're humming on Club TFE. I think the biggest thing that I'm excited for is I've been working on our 2024 events. It's definitely the most time that I've put into the event schedule. Um, and we have as a team put into the event schedule for next year. As a reminder, uh, as a Club TFE member, you get early access to all of our events, as well as access to some member-only events. We will have one in October in, uh, in my neck of the woods in California that is almost full. So if you are a member, you get access to that, um, as well as special member events that we will have next year. Um, we'll have a couple next year as well. And then, you know, with our public, uh, anybody can get in events, you get early access. So we had a few of those this year that sold out before it ever got to the public. So if you're really interested in, in coming and, and being part of some of our events, I, I recommend them highly. They, we are, we're really excited about the calendar next year. 
Um, Club TFE is a no-brainer. It gets you into the events. And then we're doing heaps of content. We're doing uh, a course profile every week. We have our hangouts and we have our member videos. It, it is. Uh, I, I'm really excited about about the membership, the community we're building, and and I'm I. I'm confident it's only going to get better in the coming years as we continue to build it and uh, and grow and add features to it. So um, if you're interested in that, it's thefriedegg.com slash membership. Um, it's $120 for the year and it's a rolling year. So if you join now, you're, you're in through next year. So uh, thank you guys. And we'll be back next week with a couple podcasts.